Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Engler. I believe that we can all move through life transitions without losing who we are, but it takes the right support, community, and connection to carry us through. We can heal through sharing experience, strength, and hope. Each week, we will have genuine and real conversations that will inspire you to shift your mindset to live a happier, free life. Hey friends, I am so excited to say that I have Jen Morgan on today and those of you who have been following me, her for a while, know that that's how this podcast started and then we decided at the beginning of the year that I was going to take it over solo and so I'm just super excited to have her back on the show today. I will say as usual there's lots of rants. So just hang in there with us. I hope that you get a good laugh and can relate to just having that friend that you go off on tangents with because you have to have that friend. So this episode doesn't really have an intro. We kind of just jump into it and just go for it. So you will notice that. But again, I hope you can laugh along the way and enjoy the episode as we talk about friendship and conversation and how to communicate more effectively with the people around us. So I hope you guys enjoy. Kids are going to become like AI. You would like that show on Netflix um, if you haven't seen it already, AO. What is it about? A robot? No. But it just means. No, it just. Galactics? Ghosts? It's about these four people that had near-death experiences, and as a result, they get, like, these kind of supernatural powers, but, like, through a dance. They have to dance together to, like, jump to different worlds, something like that. Wait, they're timeline jumpers? That's a thing. If they dance together, though. It's a special dance. And this guy, like, holds them hostage in the basement in glass boxes, and one girl escapes, and then she tries she gets like a group of people together some of this is not entirely inaccurate i'm just gonna put that out there for you that this shit happens that you can jump timelines and open up like portal vortexes by movement that's above my head oh it's i mean i know kind of like about it slash also have done it kind of but not not jumping timelines in congruency with making a vortex this is legitly stuff you lost me. I know. I can't. It's really exciting. Even when I watch a movie, Darren loves it, and I'm like, <laughs> first, uh... first podcast back. Let's talk about <laughs> timelines, artificial vortexes, <laughs> artificial intelligence, aliens. What else we got? Galactics. Been speaking of them a lot. Nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> Everything's. And then I'm over here like, <laughs> let me go to my coffee. My coffee's not coming to me. <laughs> But that's like because that's it's like, spilling everywhere. Like, I have no clue what she's saying. I'm just gonna lean into this coffee and grab it really quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening today. Shaking my head, shaking my head. We can talk about Palladians. We can talk about portals. We can talk about. I don't even know what a Palladian is. Oh man, they're 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 like like a galactic uh, group group. They're a group. They call hmm. themselves a we when they. They always say we. Hmm. It's good stuff. Hmm. They go on a. They, they... I have no response. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like okay. 
Well, okay. So here's the deal though. This is a good conversation. So the more awake you become, the more you have access to more intelligence, like it it grows, right? So you have like your spirit guide team, right? You get assigned them as you go through your life. There's only ever two or three. That's how it works. Okay. Don't know why, you know, I know my things, but I don't know everything. They don't tell me everything, but two or three. Okay. First breath of life for a spirit guide, make more choices. That's how the others come in. So you like, oh, like, you know, you're going about your life and you, you think to yourself, oh my gosh, like I, th- I should stop right now at the stoplight, like, like something, you know, early or something car comes by, could have like, right. That's your, your, your spirit guides, stuff like that. Right. Choices. They're guiding you. And then as you go further and you become more awake, more aware, they, they start to be like, uh, they're not as, um, informative. You know, they, they, there's only so much that they're guiding you on. And the more conscious you become, you kind of don't really need what they have to offer as much anymore. And then you might work with like other guides, which are like ascended masters, deities, you know, other things, right? Like I worked with Freya for like years and I worked with Lakshmi for a while. And who else have I worked with over the years? A bunch of other ones that I can't really think of right now. Um, Kali, who I have the tattoo of. And then after that, sometimes you're kind of like, okay, well, they've helped me. Because they, they're still working on isolated areas, right? Like feminine energy. They're going to assist you with that. Money. They're going to assist you with that. Clearing karma. They're going to assist you with that. They're like a little bit more specific. And now you're aware that you're working through that stuff too, right? So they're coming. And then when you get past that point, you start to more so work with like uh, upper <laughs> tier people like galactics and people that there's a, I guess people, people's not really the right term for that, but they're, they dictate different things that, that more work with the fabric of what we know humanity to be here. I think that you should, stuff. because you're a writer, mm-hmm. write a Netflix series. How do I do that? On all of this. I don't know. How do I do that? I don't know, but that needs to happen. Okay. I'll reach out to them today. <laughs> uh, gonna, if we uh, knew people. I'm going to call my contact at Netflix. See, this is the thing. Jen and I have great ideas, but we've come to a realization, <laughs> and we're really honest with ourselves, that we are not executors. Yeah. So we don't execute things. If you're out there, and you're an executor, and you just really like to do the things, and you... You want a powerful force to get behind to help them. Do but you're things. not the idea person, but you're good at yeah taking an idea and pursuing it. Yeah. Then Take, you need to get on board over like, here. Like I want like a little us, like a partner little with dog, like a little pit bull. And I'm like, here's this bone, and this dog is like, oh yeah, so excited, and like they're just gonna destroy it. Like that's. But I, I get excited. Like. But it never has. I think the problem is my expectations of what I think something's going to be in <laughs> versus what the natural organic way yeah. is. Yeah. I, I try to like force it. There used to be this skit. I think it was SNL or Mad TV. I can't remember which. And it was it was about relationships. <laughs> the, the, we'll have to look it up because it's really funny. But it, they'd sing the song, lower expectations. It's like. 
<laughs> like they're saying like people with high expectations in relationships mm-hmm. or whatever but it was like a funny like spoof kind of a thing but it was like you know like i don't even remember what it showed like probably a guy eating like pizza in bed or something and like then lower expectations <laughs> it's so stupid but i can never get it out of my head well you know what that's a really simple solution for everyone listening to remind yourself of when you have expectations. And it's perfect because I will be releasing the episode. I'm doing Mindset Reset, which are like five-minute mini-series episodes. And I'm doing the four agreements. And the third one is don't make assumptions. Yeah, And that's a lot of regarding expectations. Yeah. So yes, I will have to add that in there yeah. for when it is released. That's a really, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, yeah. Four agreements is like, let's save some time and like, just do this. And, and just keep life back. simple. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So today we wanted to talk about friendship and communication. Not vortexes. <laughs> <laughs> Not vortexes. The vortex of friendship. Yes. Which could, yes. Wow. Because I energy, brought those two together very that, nicely. It is, right? Your energy is intermingling with other people all the time. So technically, if you really want to look at it that way, mm-hmm. it is a vortex. And that brings in a lot of different conversation topics that we could totally tangent on. But we'll we'll zero in for the sake of time. <laughs> yes. And Though every, we are the queen patience. of tangents. Yeah. So we thought it was an important topic to discuss because so many people that I come across, you know, friends, clients, whoever, have this problem, right? We all have conflict with partners, with friends. And it's a little easier to kind of write someone off when it's a friend versus, you know, your partner or family member. And it's not, you know, you win some, you lose some. I have lost some friendships over the years where we just couldn't get past that. Mm -hmm. But I've also won some where we were able to communicate and listen to each other and find our way through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just thought it would be important to share a little bit about what that situation looked like and how we navigated it and now how we are on the other side of it. And I think this is really, really normal stuff too. You know, I see a lot of this too. Um, I know I'm never close enough to this. I don't want people- Bring it in, girl, bring it in. I'm trying to hide. Um, You know, I I hear a lot of, uh, like you said, family conflict, relationship conflict. I mean, most of the people that tend to, I tend to work with, and then it is also friendship. So it's difficult. It can be difficult to navigate relationships in a way where um, you feel seen, heard, understood. And especially what uh, we, I think we'll kind of get into talking about this a little bit more when you're in a space in your life where you're working through some of your own stuff, when you're working through some of your trauma or uh, some of the the kind of you know, people question their identity, they work through trauma, they have things come up in life that are difficult to navigate. And then it's very easy to project what you're experiencing onto the people around you. Um, and, and looking at those relationships and saying something's wrong with that. Um, when really what, what kind of is going on is that you're seeing an external manifestation of what you're actually experiencing internally. Right. Mm -hmm. You see that a lot too, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And so that's exactly what happened. 
I think between the two of us mm-hmm. is I was working through my own trauma and still like, well, I was actually living in it. So. Yeah. So we had, we had a falling out for a little bit amount of time. Um, me and Kate personally. And so we, we wanted to talk to you guys about that today and just kind of how did we, what happened? How did we navigate it? What would we potentially do differently? And, and so this conversation about trauma, really that's what happened, right? Kate was facing some things and I was facing some things mm-hmm. and that created tension between us. So I'll let you continue on that, but just to kind of give them the backstory of, you know, that experience a little bit. Well, I think it was just a, um, I don't even know if a ripple effect is the right way to explain it. It was like a series of events yeah. that were kind of un, unforeseen yeah. where I was going through stuff with the birth of Nora And then I didn't know that at the time you were going through anything. I know now you were navigating something. Mm -hmm. And then it was also the holiday season. So kids being off school, kids being sick, trying to get stuff done for Christmas. And life was just very busy. We both had a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. And yeah. And so, you know. In our own world. In our own world. Yeah. Which then came into our friendship because, I don't know, for me, I was taking things personally or making an assumption that your distance was about me yeah, or yeah. things that you were saying was about me. Yeah. And I m- took those things very personally and it made me already in a vulnerable spot. I made me spiral even more. So it was also, f- you know, for me to recognize, okay, I'm already really raw and vulnerable. And now I have a conflict happening in my life and I'm just very sensitive Versus if that was something that happened now, I'm not as raw and vulnerable. So the way I might perceive your words or the things that were happening would look very different. Yeah. So that's another thing to know is if you are going through uh, conflicts or troubles in relationships, just take note of where you're at, right? Are you really open and sensitive and raw or are you going through something right now? Because that impacts how we perceive yeah, it's a frame of reference it becomes the frame of reference for right. what you're seeing which then ultimately might not be what is truthfully happening so you know we we were both going through things um perfect storm was is definitely a way to put it because you know from my side i was working through really old deep trauma um my whole family had like covid well you know it, it was like literally bad like hospital. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot you had COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like on kid duty, uh, trying to take care of my husband, like make sure he's like staying alive. You know, like literally I was very worried, like that was going to be like, what am I going to (laughs) do? You know, like these are very real things that people face in our world. And when it, when it's in your home, you, you know, you see it very differently. And so all of these things were like hitting at once. Um, so it was like very, like a, a kind of heated, um, type of situation. And, you know, from my side, I wasn't navigating very well. And also my way of navigating poorly tends to be through the anger, (laughs) which is Kate's is like, I'm sensitive and mine's like, I hate everyone. Leave me alone. Go the fuck away. Pardon my French, but like, it's very much like, that's my one note. So it, it was, I think it's, it, that was what my frame looked like. Like everybody's attacking me and I want everybody to go away. 
you know, and it was, you know, it's like you see things and you realize like after you're like, that's really inaccurate. That's not what was actually happening, but it's what you're, you're sensing because your um, threshold is smaller. Like my window, my threshold was so small. So like anything anybody would have said to me at that time, I could not hear it and it didn't matter who it was, right? So it's like, you know, you might have, have somebody either you're like that or you might have somebody in your life and if they need to shut off, right, that, that kind of is a, you know, it's like that's a boundary, right? So I was hitting up, up against where I was like, everything is pretty much a boundary right now. I cannot, I don't have any capacity for anyone other than keeping my family intact, you know? And so I literally shut out like everybody at that period of time to be able to kind of like function, uh, like, cause I, cause my, my functionality was so low. Right. Which then impacted our friendship because I was like, <laughs> everything. I was like, why is she shutting yeah. me out? Where then Hard my shot. response was like to keep going. Right. I didn't yeah, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you are going to tell me what yeah, is wrong. She's like, but you need to tell me, but you need to tell me, but I'm like, no, I'm going through trauma. And she's like, but you need to tell me. I'm like, no, I'm going through trauma. So we like kept going back and forth in this conversation. Well, yeah. So what and was I was not willing to budge. <laughs> I was like, I need space. I'll tell you later. I need space. I'll tell you later. It's like, I think though, that was one thing that you did do nicely is that you were just like, I, you, you didn't get aggressive back. You didn't say anything no, I tried hurtful. To do it very even keeled everything I was doing. Even though I was angry, I I was very strategically trying to make sure when I was voicing to people that I was like not okay and also not willing to deal with it right now. That I was I was trying to be as non emotional as possible. But what I actually realized, which was fascinating, is that that approach was not working for most people. So it was like people felt I was being abrasive or mm -hmm. I was being not aggressive, but mm -mm. but that I was shut off and I'm normally like an emotional communicator or emotional, um, I, I connect emotionally to people well, I think. So I think for, for a lot of people that was like very, you know, it was like a total switch, you know? Well, for me, behind the anger and the frustration was I wanted to show up for you, right? Like I knew you weren't in a good place and you were saying that too. I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I knew something. And I was like, okay, well, you just showed up for me at a really awful time in my life. Please let me show up for you. And I wasn't able to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it made me feel like I wasn't doing my part in the friendship. Yeah. And, and it's funny because from my perspective, like I didn't feel that at all. So I didn't feel like you weren't doing your part or any of that. I just felt like, you know, for me, it's like I just needed to be in my own energy and not have anybody else um, tampering with that, you know, in any way. Um, there was something. Oh, and it, this brings up a good point, too, in, in friendships and relationships, like the quality of giving and receiving. Right. So. And I, and I really think that that's a, lo a lot of times where that mismatch or that feeling of like, this isn't going both ways kind of happens is you have people who have different, different amounts of what they can give and also receive based on their factors of their own well-being at the time.
right? So like my availability to even receive help was not there. Like I can literally say if it was a percentage, it was like maybe five, <laughs> like that critically low out of a hundred, like five, five percent. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything. There was nothing that anybody was going to, I felt like, which I could say maybe if I looked back would be a little different, but there was nothing that anybody was going to be able to provide me at that point that would have changed that. Right. So my capacity to receive was very slim and Kate's capacity to give was substantially higher. 95%. And ironically, I think you can probably, you could, I think you'll agree with this, but maybe not when you're going through something, you are more uh, inclined to actually be more giving because it does help you. I think like I've seen you when you're struggling and you are actually very giving during your own struggle because that's something I think that helps you to kind of keep moving forward in life. Where when I'm in my own thing, I pull back and kind of shut off and I'm not not a giver nor a receiver, I'm a survivor. Like I just will flatline and survive. You know, it's like a fight or flight or freeze. You know, it's pretty pretty close to like a freeze with like a maybe a arm movement like mm-hmm. this, like a robot, one of these guys, <laughs> oh, just one, just one. <laughs> well, I think too. So for me, I do give a lot to my friendships and then I, ex- I expect there's yeah, that word so again. Expectation, I yeah. expect that they also, cause I've had, I've encountered this a few times in different friendships where I feel like I disclose and share a lot with my friends, but when they're going through something, they don't necessarily share with me. And I take offense to that. And I don't understand, well, I do all this for you and share this with you. Why aren't you doing it for me? I, let me show up for you. But what I've realized is, and, and it still comes up, right? It's mm-hmm. still something that naturally I respond to in these types of situations. Mm-hmm. But I've recognized that I can give without expecting that it's not personal if yeah. they're not talking to me. Right. But that's how I've always taken it is that it's a personal thing, that there's something wrong with me that they don't want to tell me. They don't trust me, but it's not. It's about where you were at. And like you said, containing your energy and how how understanding those profiles, again, those behavioral profiles that the way you process isn't the way I process. And. Yeah, and but those, it's hard and to see when those are different under under different circumstances, mm-hmm. right? So and the emotion, the emotional chaos, yeah. right? And the assumptions I was making, just I couldn't see that. Or yeah. even if I could, it was like I couldn't stop myself, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to feel, and I know there's people that can relate to this, that it's such a crappy feeling when you're going through something with a really good friend, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I needed you. It takes a and lot I, of mental capacity and emotional space, mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was like, I'm already going through so much. Like, I didn't also want to be going through this with with a good friend of mine. And I, like, couldn't understand it. And I didn't know. And I was still kind of in the dark. So it was just, like, all this open interpretation for my brain to be like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, and the brain always, like, likes to close a loop. So Right, exactly. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, I mean, your brain is literally wired to, to, to try to figure it out and close the loop. So when you have these relationships that kind of feel like they're open. Yeah. I think that that's one of the best things you can try to do is just say like, it's, this isn't, you know, about me to try not to take it personally. And the thing is, it might be about you, but 
really, if it's a, if it's a solid relationship, I think that person will eventually tell you in their own way, right? But you have different communication styles too. So it might not be right away. It might be a while out. It might be, uh, you know, different modes of communication and stuff like that, but it's best to try not to take those things personally because, you know, we are all going through our journey of life and that is just messy in and of itself, right? You navigate the best you can. And sometimes you get hit from all directions and, you know, like it is survival mode. Like we all have those kind of stages, I think. Um, I mean, really pretty much if you're given like in your, you're in your thirties, you're going to hit it anyways, because your Saturn's going to get in return. You're going to be like, who am I? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, That's so true. I feel like I've been in Saturn yeah. return for like the last 10 years. I'm like, so, you know, like I always love 40. I don't know. I want to be out of it, but you know, I, I know I have many 28 year olds that are like, what's going right on with me? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, I know right what's there. going on. Yeah. You're like, let me check your natal chart sister. Cause it's going to be okay. You're like, buckle up. Right. Yeah, but, you know, we, we go through these stages where there's a lot of either chaos or questioning identity or trauma or old trauma surfacing. And, you know, people in your life may be going through that and you might not know. And that what you're experiencing in a relationship with them may be a byproduct of that. And I know I've experienced it in friendships and I've experienced it in relationship as well, where well, you weren't there for me and I needed you and I felt abandoned or I felt alone. And it's like, but I didn't have anything to give you at that time. Mm -hmm. And is that okay? Right. Can that just be okay? Like, instead of having, you know, we want this, we want whoever that person is to kind of come to our side and be like there for us. Sometimes the reality is that person cannot be, and they don't have capacity to be right. And that creates a lot of resentment. I think the wall was, or the, not the wall, but the misunderstanding was that I didn't know. Yeah. Right. It wasn't communicated to me that, oh, hey, this is all going on and this is what I'm dealing with. It was kind of like a boom, wait. And then I was like, oh, wait, what's going on right now? (laughs) And so I spiraled. So, but it's, you know, it's the, what I wanted to say too is there, I've been through this probably more times than I'd like to admit. I don't know if it's just me or these situations happen, I think a lot in many people's lives. And I think a lot of people will relate to this, but there's been times where I've realized, you know what, this friendship is worth fighting for. It is worth waiting for. It is worth talking about it with this person. And then there's been friendships where I'm like, nope, okay, I'm done. Like makes me sad, but my season is done with this person. And you don't always know. Like sometimes I thought a season was done and then person came back in, but I always have like that. I knew that you were, you were worth it. Well, also you were worth the fight. I told you, like I did say something along the lines of like, when I'm ready, you know, I, I made it very clear. I was going to come back and have a conversation well because you know that d and me needed a time (laughs) frame i know i was like when i'm ready typical i could be a year could be could be five no i'm just kidding (laughs) she's like tomorrow actually tomorrow (laughs) yeah but you know what it even though yes i did want it to be tomorrow it actually worked out because when sometimes we want we think we want to resolve something because we don't want to feel that pain yeah but you're not even ready to right and i don't know if we would have been able to resolve it 
under that type of emotional turmoil we were both in. Yes. So giving it, um, I think it was like a month. Yeah. We so gave we it did. like a no, few. It was a little bit longer than that, I think maybe. It was a few. Yeah, yeah. it was like four yeah, to six yeah, weeks yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And we did it. And both of us, I think, had enough time to like center ourselves yeah. and like kind of cool down and like brace ourselves for a conversation. Yeah. And, and when that we... lag time was really good because I, mm-hmm. I think I, I said to you too, like, I can't talk to you about this right now in the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. Because I was very angry at everyone. It wasn't even like an, it wasn't like an isolated per person situation. It was like anything I would have said to anyone at that point because I was so stretched thin would have just been bad. You and know? I think at one point you said to restraint. me, "Kate, this isn't about you. It's a me issue." And <laughs> yeah, and I it, definitely said that. And even though I had like been trying to tell myself this, like this is something Jen's going through, and also I'm in a vulnerable space. Hearing you say that. It was like, okay, you know what? I don't know. There's something about it that felt really validating. So I also think that's important if you're going through something with someone to say that, right? Like I'm going through something. This isn't about you. This is a, this is a me issue and I'm trying to figure out my way through it. Yeah. And I really like was navigating. It was so messy. You know what I mean? So it's like, I tried to do the best I could to, I think that was one of the things that I did successfully was I was very mindful of when I was, when I was communicating with people, was I being stable in the moment I was actually communicating? And if I didn't feel like it, I pulled away and then came back. Right. And then also voiced to as many people as possible. Like, this isn't about you right now. I'm going through something. I need space, you know? So I think that that's, I think it's you, there's ways to, verbalize that and and have it be um effective uh especially you could pretty much go into it assuming that people are going to be feeling like you know it could be them and so I, a lot of people have that eye in their personality that takes everything personally i think yeah i, I was definitely like have i was I. like where, how far up is your eye <laughs> well also i think we need to give a shout out to one of our good friends yeah. we won't say names but if they're listening, they yeah. know who they are, yeah. who I don't want to say mediated it, but definitely got involved a little support, but supportive, but supportive, supportive to and both sides. And yeah, I, I wasn't as nice, but I thought that <laughs> it was really helpful, though. Yeah. I mean, and then at one point I said, you know what? Let us figure this out. Like you yeah. have done yeah, your yeah, port yeah. part, your port. Yeah, your part. <laughs> and you have, you have been so supportive and a good year to listen to. Yeah. But also, like, you don't need to keep being involved because I and I didn't want to keep dragging this person into the middle of it either. But I'm really grateful for their role in it. For sure. And I think that it was really helpful for both of us to just kind of, you know, get a different perspective. Have a sounding board. Yeah, have a sounding board. And this person's a really great sounding board. And um, so just shout out to you know who you are. So, uh, <laughs> so the sit down yeah I feel like when we sat down and we yeah so we finally came back together yeah we, however long that we planned was. a meeting yeah, time and then we we planned a time to sit down yep at a coffee shop and we didn't even talk that long but it was long enough to just I listened to her she listened to me we kind of challenged uncomfortable like it was definitely an it was awkward yeah it felt comfortable, but awkward. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's to be expected. So mm-hmm. I think maybe 
if I'm, if I'm looking at it, I would say if this was something somebody was going through that awkwardness of what's going to, what that, that moment's going to be like could be enough to like cause somebody to not want to right? like, if they were like, I'm, I broke this off with somebody, I want to bring it back together, but I'm also not willing to face the, the discomfort and how awkward and what could possibly come up and how the conversation could possibly go. That might cause somebody to either push it off or never do it. Right. So it was uncomfortable and awkward for a few minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think. And I, then your car got broken into it, and, and then. And then problem solved. I was like, can you come help me? Yeah. <laughs> and then things were, and then I came over the next day and talked about plants and then we were fine. <laughs> problem solved. Well, yeah. well it's funny because like at the end of the conversation, I was like, where do we go from here? And you were like, I think we just see how it goes. And then it was like, car got broken into, yeah. buying plants. Let's talk about plants. Let's yeah. get the kids together for a play date. And it was like, yeah. just kind of like organically no happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that initial time was like, you know, it was like a little bit, uh, you know, I can't even think of it because it wasn't awkward. It, it was like a different level thing. Like it was like, I don't know. What if I can't navigate something that comes up here? Right. Well, I think but it what, was worth it anyway. Well, what I think happened was we both came into it open minded yeah. and willing and to we listen. And we weren't attached either. So mm -hmm. I think that was a big part of it. Like we were both detached at that point. There had been enough time that had went by that if the outcome was not ideal, it still would have been okay. And mm -hmm. we would have navigated that as well. So I prepped myself for both. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Same thing. So I think that's an important thing. Like here's the, here at the end of the day, it, it, you have to kind of be willing to be vulnerable enough where things might not go the way that you think they're going to go. And that's still okay. Cause there's still like your brain still wants to close the loop. Right. You still want closure, whether it's relationship, friendship, family member, whatever it is, you're, you're going to be geared towards closure in some way, right? Because it actually cleans up, it's, it cleans up the mind essentially, right? So if you have all this open stuff and, and I haven't talked to cousin Jimmy, but I want to talk to cousin Jimmy and my friend over here and my mom and my you know boyfriend and whatever, your, your energy is scattered so far with mm -hmm. all of that mess, right? So you're better off going through temporary discomfort or awkwardness in order to just have resolution at some point, right? So, and I would highly advise that you do that in person because 